Welcome to Lived In, a podcast series by Hemby Home Company. Lived In is all about interior styling for the ordinary home. If you live in an ordinary house on an average street and you love design, this podcast is for you. Many of us long to infuse the places in which we dwell with both style and livability, but we also have to stick to realistic budgets. What does it look like to live in a space that transitions with you as life does? How do you build equity while creating a space that truly feels like home? And what can you do to make a space yours when it doesn't belong to you? Join me, Femi, a realtor, content manager, and interior advisor, and let's find out. Hello, welcome to the second episode of Lived In. I am your host, Femi, and this is going to be, I think, a really fun episode. I will be interviewing one of my co-workers, Laura. So she's also a realtor. Um, and as you will hear, she is a very sweet, kind soul. The world needs more Lauras. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to circle back to something I said in the last episode, which was about being patient and waiting for the right item and not just jumping on things because you you don't want to sit with what you already have. Two things we've been waiting on for a while were a coffee table for our living room and then a second armchair in our bedroom, which already sounds really luxurious. And that's way more luxurious sounding than it actually is in reality. Um, but we'd had a coffee table in our living room for a while. My husband built it when we were still in our old house and it fit really well in our old house because it sat in front of our couch and there was nothing else around it in our current house. We kind of have a conversation set up. So our long sofa is facing the fireplace and then we have an armchair and two matching chairs facing each other. And so we really wanted something round or square that felt like it went in the middle of everything. And I kept looking and I was seeing items that I really liked that there was no way I was going to buy because I'm not buying a coffee table for thousands of dollars. Uh, and then I'd see things that I could afford but didn't like. So we kind of just kept the, and it was a kidney shaped almost coffee table. We kept that one for a while. So we've had that for the last few months um, in our new house. And then in our bedroom, we had a kind of rust colored armchair that was swiveled and it didn't really fit into our bedroom, just color wise. Color wise, it was, as I said, rust colored and everything else is fairly neutral. So whites and grays and calming greens. And this weekend, somewhat on a whim, I went to our local kind of Target returns store and they had a coffee table that they'd had for a while that I'd seen. I think it was initially priced at about $350. And this weekend in that store, everything was 50% off and it was reduced to 150. So I got it for 75 and that felt like a win. And then I also found an armchair which is a white boucle, which I'm not really into boucle because I feel like it's very trendy, but I like the shape of the chair. And my husband's request for the armchair was that it had soft arms because he likes swinging his legs up over the side. So I got that chair and I think that one was reduced from a hundred or well, that one was priced at $180. So I got it for 90. So I got both items for less than $200. So just a lesson, I guess, not that you can see them, <laughs> to be patient when you're looking for items and wait till you see something and it's the right item at the right price. 
that's enough of my chit chat. Let's, let's get to Laura. So um, I've already said that Laura and I work together and I've tasked her with introducing herself to describe herself in one word. So let's see what she says. Take it away. That was a tough one, but hi, I'm Laura. <laughs> and I think one word I guess would be optimistic because I try to find the good in people or situations all the time, sometimes maybe to a fault, but I don't know. I guess that's a good quality to have. I think so. And Laura is, I think I said it at the top of the podcast, but probably one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. Um, we have a local fast food place here called Bojangles and Laura regularly swings through in the mornings on her way to the office. And I can't remember the server's name, but there was somebody who was serving her all the time. Shania. Shania. Mm -hmm. Hello, Shania, if you're listening. <laughs> and Shania would um, just, you know, give Laura the food that she'd ordered and she was always really kind about it. And Laura somehow found out it was Shania's birthday and took her a gift. And then not just like a gift card or anything. It was a really well thought out gift. And that just sums Laura up that it's somebody that she doesn't know really, really well, but she went out of her way to get her a birthday gift because she's extremely sweet. So my one word for Laura, and I actually said it to her, we're recording at my house and I opened the door and it's a really dreary day. And I said, you look like literal sunshine. And that is Laura. She's also blonde, so that helps. But um, she just radiates joy yeah. and positivity and kindness. So she Thank is you, my sunshine friend. You're welcome. Oh. So I wanted to have Laura on the podcast because I got to go to her house. Um, we had our work Christmas party at her house last year. And it's really lovely. And I was trying to think about what it was that I loved about it. And it's kind of like Laura's style in general. It's elevated, but it's not pretentious. It's not snooty. It's a calming place, but you, you notice all the small details and they're all really nice. Um, and Laura's going to talk about it a bit more when we, I've got a few questions to ask her, but one of the, um, main reasons that the house probably feels like Laura is that Laura designed it. So it's a custom built house. How long have you lived in your house? Seven years, seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess we can start there. And we were talking a bit before we hit record just about Laura's house growing up and then her house that she lives in now. And she was pointing out that there were some similarities. So when you were designing your house, where did you start? Our house is on the water in Blunch Creek. It's on the Pamlico River. And I just wanted a view of the water from every room if we could. So I knew I wanted an open concept and I wanted all the bedrooms facing the water because I grew up in a small lake in Ohio. And just being a young child on the water every day, my friends and I would meet and do the goofiest things. Like we learned how to sail and we, you know, sailed in a windstorm and ended up <laughs> on the other side of the lake and we had to call our parents to come get us. But it's just those fun memories. And I knew eventually I wanted to get back on the water and we found this place and I wanted to make sure I had a view of the water from every room. How did you find the location? Where did you live before that? We lived in Greenville because our girls went to school um, 
in Greenville. Okay. And so we wanted to wait till they graduated from high school and off to college. So we were empty nesters. So for a year we drove cause my, I was a teacher in Greenville and my husband worked in Pitt County also. So we knew we had to have a distance where we could drive to work mm-hmm. and every weekend for almost a year, we drove and just, we didn't know if we wanted to buy a house, if we wanted to build, we wanted to get familiar with the area cause it's in a different County. And the funny thing is I was not a realtor at the time in our experience with real estate agents where they are very pushy. So we wanted to do it on our own. So now that's really helped me as a real estate agent, not to be overly pushy and just let people decide on their own. And, um, we were at the lot that we were going to put an offer in the next day and we're standing on our lot and we looked and we're like, how do you get to this bridge? There's this bridge going over the water. And so we just went on a mission to find this bridge and we found the bridge we went over the water and there's this huge sign that said for sale by owner on the lot. We went up and it's up on a hill. We stood on the lot and there was just this feeling that we got being on the lot. We said, this is it. This is where we want to build our house. What's the, what's the word for um, when you're not looking for something and then you find it and it's exactly what is that serendipity or is, is it kismet? I don't know what the word is. What's the word? I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. And it every house that I've lived in, that's the feeling I get when I walk into the house and I know that's the house and it was the same with this land. What is your favorite room in your house? We have a screened in porch out back that you can hear. I have wind chimes out there and then um, a hummingbird feeder and we have birds all over the place. So you can hear all the sounds of the water and you can see whatever wildlife we have. a. I like to call it an otter, but I think it's a nutria. So it's not as glamorous uh-huh. as an otter, <laughs> but he swims and just um, the fish jumping. You can hear all the sounds and sights of the water. So sitting out there on the back porch. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you guys entertain a decent amount. We do. Um, where do most people congregate? Is it kind of like the screened in porch or is it the, the kitchen? The kitchen. Yep. You have a fairly big island. We do. Remember. Yeah. Um, so that, that island was not supposed to be that big. I think it's <laughs> 14 or 15 feet. Yeah. That's a good size. But just <laughs> after living in so many houses, I know everybody just hangs out in the kitchen. So yeah. I can have a party and have everybody sitting in the dining room and it ends up everybody's in the kitchen. I get hanging that. out. Yeah. And Laura's a great host too. She, thank you. She's the right amount of relaxed, but on top of everything, which is something I have yet to um, master. I don't know if I ever will <laughs> I have to take lessons. We like to um, try out different drinks. So maybe that's, <laughs> That's what, what makes, makes me such a great house. <laughs> what room in your house was the hardest one to decide, uh, I guess, on finishes on or how you're going to lay it out? So I am an HGTV junkie. Mm. And so for that. Welcome. <laughs> yes. And Nate Berkus is probably yes. one of my favorite designers now. He has a show with his husband. 
and I love his designs. And I remember him saying that you want your bedroom to be your oasis mm. when you go into your bedroom, that it's just, everything is like a hug wrapped around you. So probably that room, cause I wanted it to be my oasis. How and I'm, you? I'm really simplistic because I grew up with a mother who loves knickknacks and there's mm. like every room has furniture galore and knickknacks and I, I mean it's very pretty in her house she designs it really well but I don't know because I was always had the job of dusting mm -hmm. it changes <laughs> you. I know it does because yes. it wasn't a the Swiffer that you could go around you had to take everything off mm -hmm. and you had to use the pledge and so I don't know. I think that converted me in being a minimalist. And so I just have things in there that, I don't know, mean a lot to me. I get that. Yeah. It's the one room. I, well, it's not the one room. It's not the one room I didn't go in in your house. <laughs> it's one of, the, <laughs> one of the rooms I haven't been in in your house. Um, bedroom is interesting. I assume, I don't know why, but my assumption is that if I were to build a house, the kitchen would be the hardest. I don't know why. Mm. I think, I think it's to do with the, this like the rule of try the triangle rule. We, the builder we went with, he had, um, a girl that designs kitchens. Uh, and so I, she was just fantastic. And I remember that being the easiest. She's like, okay, what appliances do you want? And she laid it out and she goes, what do you think? I'm like, looks good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice and easy. Mm-hmm what pieces of advice so you already mentioned the uh bedroom being an oasis what pieces of advice did you kind of bring with you when you were designing and and decorating your house i think i would probably not build until i've lived in at least four or five houses prior to building because i don't think you know what you want mm. to be able to build until you live in those houses and then you pick up, you pick it apart and like, ugh, these are the things I couldn't stand in this house. And these are the things that I loved in that house. And we just blended that all together. And that's what helped me with my design. But the funny thing is, so that year that we went looking for property or a house or yes. whatever, I was also um, going through house designs and it took me a year and I can't even tell you the countless number of designs that I went through. And I found the perfect one. And then we go to our builder and he's like, you do not want to build that house. And I was like, what? I've been looking a year. He's <laughs> like, no, there's too many pitches to the roof. And we picked this builder because he's built on the water before. And he knew the things oh, that we yeah. need because we're in a hurricane. Um, I mean, hurricanes do hit occasionally. Actually, yeah. we lived through three. So he knew what he was talking about. Goodness. But he goes too many pitches in the house and that will cause damage from the hurricanes and just the cost alone with those pitches. And so we had to redesign the whole outside. So it's nothing to what I thought I wanted on the outside, but I'm fine with it. It turned out great, but the inside was basically the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I just picked those from what I wanted from other houses. Did you paint all of your rooms the same color? I did. Do you know what color it is? It's called cement gray. How boring. <laughs> it's okay ours is agreeable gray and it's everywhere so. yeah 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 and i feel like that's just trendy but i wanted to go with the colds because being on the water if i don't know the earth tones just didn't fit where we live and so 
That's why I picked a gray and I, I don't know. I love this color gray. I feel like you've chosen the right, potentially. I think you've chosen the right color if when you walk in, nobody notices it. That sounds really stupid, but I think if you walk in and you're like, oh goodness, that's bright. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think that that's mm -hmm. maybe triggering and it's not right. But I think if you walk in and the, you don't notice the paint color, but and I understand maybe if you're going for something super vibrant, you probably want to notice it when you're going for something that's just kind of a background character, which is how I think of paint. Mm -hmm. Then I feel like you've done it right. If nobody if it doesn't you. shout at everybody. So. And I, I know this is a personal preference, but I like all the flooring to be the same. Mm -hmm. So we have hardwood floors throughout the whole house. Bathrooms included. Bathrooms included. No, 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 no. We put tile in the bathroom, in the laundry. Yeah, because then water area. Yeah, right. I understand the wet areas. Um, and we painted everything the same color, because I don't know what. I like I said, just personal preference. Nothing like has stuck out at me that I can think of somebody's house going, "Ooh, that is really bright and no. different colors in every room." But that's just my preference. Do you feel like you see your house differently now that you're a realtor, or not really? Yes, I do. Um, there are certain things that builders do that I guess I can see now, like the spec homes, uh, um, differently than a custom home. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Katie, who is our boss, um, at the real estate company we work for, maybe she'll be on the podcast I'm working on her. Um, but one of her dreams is to build something that's in between a spec and a custom. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know exactly what that would look like, but it intrigues me enough. Right. Um, well, you can keep the cost down because yeah. yeah, custom, they, they hit you with yeah the cost, but in spec, I mean, it makes sense. You mass produce and mm -hmm. yeah, you can build houses a little bit less of cost, but you're right. What was surprisingly, I guess the most expensive part of building that you did not anticipate. Hmm. probably the carpentry work mm. but that's the part that i love the most yes because mm -hmm. like millwork and molding and yes all that yeah. Kind of stuff. yeah and we had a fantastic carpenter where he let us design our pantry and our closets and just we have a support beam that we couldn't get away from that um is a post but he let me like design that of it. that's really mm -hmm. cool yeah so it was worth it but yeah Ooh. welcome to my thing of the week my thing of the week this week or my things of the week this week are the gorgeous marin i think that's how you say them ceramic wall tiles from Bedrosian's Tile. I also don't know if I'm saying Bedrosian's correctly, so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But I think I mentioned this in episode one. We are in the middle of a modest makeover. That's what I call them. And I'll give more detail in a coming future episode. But we are doing a modest makeover of our kitchen. And we decided to add a backsplash we haven't had one since we moved in but we we're replacing the countertops tomorrow and really thought a backsplash would be a nice touch 
So we're going for something that's fairly modest, but I didn't want subway tile, I wanted something a bit different. So we're looking at the 4x4 ceramic wall tiles. They look quite similar to the Zellage tiles, if you're familiar with those, but these are a bit more uniform, so they're easier to clean and maintain, but you still get that nice look. I will link to them in the show notes, but yes, fair warning, they're gorgeous. Okay, so Laura, what was your first home as an adult like, and where was it? It was in Marion, Ohio. We bought it a month before the wedding, before we got married. Yes, it just um, came on the market. It was a century old home that somebody had restored and it was condemned. So this guy came in and this, he flipped it before flipping was big. Mm -hmm. And we saw pictures of it before um, it was flipped in. (laughs) I don't know if we saw those pictures, we probably like somebody had come in and painted every room black. So I'm not sure what they were doing in there, but he did a really nice job and it was 12 foot ceilings and a lot of the original woodwork and he left, um, the fireplaces and it was just really cool and not a big house i think it was 1300 square feet Mm -hmm. two bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs and a kitchen dining room and family room downstairs so not very big but oh i love that house what were you looking for like what were your criteria we didn't have any seriously we did not we didn't have any expectations we didn't know ours was just based on money and we bought this house for i think sixty five thousand. oh gosh that makes me so mad at you no i bet you sold well i don't know because different times still like a number of years ago but yeah this was in um 92. (sighs) $65,000 yes i know you can, I mean, you can't buy a car for that amount of money, but barely at this point. I know. Yeah, so then crazy. why did you, why did you move from it? Or what we you move? moved because, um, there was no yard. We were right in the middle of town and we had our first child in, we had to like get in the car to go to the park or go anywhere where she could play. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't think that was fair to her. I get that. So yeah, we moved and went out in the country and there was a horse um, farm in our the back of our house. And so we were able to, she could play outside and see the horses and feed the horses. And I'm scared to death of horses. So that's <laughs> funny that we lived there. And how long did you live there? How long, We lived one year there and then my husband was transferred. Okay. And it's funny because this house was a pretty new house that we lived in. The people before us lived there a year. They were transferred. We lived there a year transferred the people that we sold it to lived there a year and was transferred so i don't know it's been a lucky house mm-hmm. yeah so obviously you had your first child then mm-hmm. and laura has two daughters um did how did you design how did you decorate your home around young children versus when you had no children do you, do you remember anything changing I, I think back then i was too trendy because we had the forest green and the burgundies and all that. And then, um, wallpaper, the uh, border wallpaper was going out and then everybody was stenciling. 
and you did it with like this like oil oil chalk mm -hmm. or something and you stencil so yeah i did i can't even tell you countless hours and i stenciled this 12 foot ceiling in the dining room up on this ladder and i was like eight months pregnant oh my gosh and it was oh my gosh it was grape um vines and grapes Ugh. So you're saying you was, wouldn't do that now? I would not do that. I would not stencil. I would not do grapevines. But I, yeah, we had a plaid green and burgundy couch. But the girls' room, I, I don't know. I think they, I picked a theme for them in the beginning. The oldest daughter was Raggedy Ann's, and then <laughs> the youngest daughter was Boyd's Bears, and that was just like the the toy then you know the yep. the collectible things then and then when they were older they did not <laughs> they did not enjoy those things yeah they did not no so then they got to pick yeah God bless but me. we had it i like to be um really organized and that's like my joy is to organize mm -hmm. drawers and closets and stuff you're and welcome I know that's, anytime that sounds so weird, but no. I do. I get a joy out of that. And so I just had. I'll show you the garage before you leave. We need organizing help in there. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, that's my husband's doing, but like <laughs> the inside was mine. And I don't know. I guess I'm the everything has its place, even mm -hmm. when. The, and that sounds really bad and mean now, but I don't know. I, I mean, the girls had stuff out all the time during the day and then at night it's like everything went in its place yep yeah yep. i 100% agree with that mm -hmm. i'm not good at enforcing it but i agree with that because mm -hmm. it would just give me anxiety to and yep. then stepping on a lego in the yes. middle of the night is not fun either no it's yeah. not fun any time of day but it's definitely not fun in the middle of the night <laughs> but that's so funny because just the house now and every house has been centered around family and friends being mm -hmm. at the house and so this house i just even though we were empty nesters i wanted to design it so i knew the girls would come back and then eventually their families and so i wanted to make it a place where they enjoyed and yeah would come back yeah it's a place for gathering yeah yep, that. definitely that's a good way to put it so you said before when you were using the stencils and painting the 12 foot ceilings that you were very trendy mm-hmm you weren't watching HGTV then. No. So how did you know what was trendy? Was it just friends? Friends house. house. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of creative homes. We would go. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are so fun. They are fun. Yeah. And back then the house to beautiful magazines. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I got the magazines. I was a magazine junkie. Yeah. I love them. I don't have enough time to read them nowadays, but I buy them all the time anyway. I know. I do it now for recipes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I and Laura's still, also a great cook. <laughs> but I still get, I love the ones, the before and after. Mm -hmm. So that sucks me in at the checkout line at yes. the grocery store, the before and after, because I love seeing that. Yes, I understand that. Mm -hmm. it, and yes, I love just creativity and seeing the difference. I know. Because again, why HGTV is also so great, because that's yeah. all you're seeing all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you kind of think that everybody has that, like they can go in and visualize like what you could do to a place to make it better. But a lot of people don't. And I'm 
in real estate, you're going, oh, you could do this and do that. And people are like, oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. People were intimidated. Yes. I also think it's hard because, and this actually kind of leads into another question I wanted to ask you, but I think it's hard because a lot of people don't actually have a style. They are used to emulating what they see somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, like seeing something and being like, I like that. I'm going to do it in my house versus walking in and being able to kind of practice visualizing, which I do think part of that is a gift mm-hmm. too. But I think sometimes there's a lack of um, imagination when people look at their space or any space and try and think about how they're going to live in it. I just over the years in trial and error, I decided just to go neutral with like the big pieces and then just do the accent colors because I get bored of it. Like I mm-hmm. was red in my whole house, like had too much red in it actually, but that was my accent piece, but I got tired of that color. Yeah. So now that's what I've learned over the years. Yeah. yeah. How do you avoid? So obviously that's colors. How do you avoid trendiness when it comes to furniture? Right now I just get, um, the things I like and that are comfortable. And like I said, I love people coming over. So like that maximize the space where people can sit and feel comfortable and have intimate conversations or have a big group conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. Um, what is the most, what is the oldest and most treasured item or piece of furniture in your home? It's funny because it does not fit with my house at all <laughs> because the house is, like I said, I don't like knickknacks, but when I was little, my parents got into antiques and so I would go to auctions with them yes. and they got into Remington's, these big brass sculptures that are, um, cowboys. And so whoever <laughs> Remington was, he mm-hmm. was from the West, I'm sure. And just that's, he does not, he was a sculptor to design what he knew. And so I have these two big sculpture pieces in my house, but they just hold memories of going to auctions. And I was the scout, like they sent me, I was probably eight or nine. And I had to look at all the tables because that's the one yeah. thing I could pick out was a Remington. And mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really so, cool. Yeah. Where are they in your house? One is in the entryway and one is in the family room. I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I haven't lived in this country for very long, so I don't have treasured items. But something I recognized when Rob and I got married was that my family doesn't really have treasured items. Like there isn't, we don't really have things that we've passed down or a, there's not an item I think I could pick mm-hmm. um, where he has, I think we have two sets of hooks. Well, one is a hook and one is a octopus that holds all of our keys. Mm-hmm. But both of those came from his grandparents' lake house. So he has things that kind of come yeah. with him. And I think there's something really sweet about that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, cause I'm not into the Western look with cowboys, but it's just the meaning behind those sculptures that oh, they give me joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love, um, if you ever watch the show, Antique Roadshow, mm-hmm. where people take yes. and the ones that they find out that it's worth thousands of dollars, but they're like, I'll never sell it because it just means so much to mm-hmm. us because it's been passed down. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, is there anything my kids are going to want that's going to be a treasure to them? I don't know. I have to wait and see. 
and it, it doesn't have to be monetary value. Like no. my daughters got married less than a month ago and I wore a brooch that you would probably see in any antique store, but it was my great grandmother's. Yeah. And so just knowing that it was passed down from her it was super precious. Yeah. All right. I think I only have one more question. Okay. And it is, we'll use it to kind of, actually, no, I, I lied. I've got two more. The first one is, what do you get the most compliments on in regards to your home? Probably the views. Everybody just, mm. yeah. So that worked out well. Yeah. Those are some of the things. I don't, when you show clients a house, uh, or when I show clients a house, I always ask what they think about the area when we pull up. Because mm -hmm. like, you can't change where your house is. Right. So, I mean, you chose a very good lot. Yeah. For oh sale by owner. For sale by owner. Such luck. I know. Very fortunate. Yep. All right. My final question is name somebody else whose house you love and explain why. Friends of ours that live just like a mile down the road, that he sells restaurant equipment. So mm -hmm. they have the coolest bar in their house and it's like our island in the kitchen but that's where everyone gathers around and it we just laugh and play games and so i don't think it's necessarily the bar and all of that it's just a place in their house where we all just hang out yeah so and their house and they yeah they have the house where you know you just feel comfortable in and it's a gathering place too and i think that's the thing like as just as we've been talking that that is probably the thing that you value most when it comes to home is it being a place where people feel comfortable and can mm -hmm. be together absolutely so yeah i love that well thank you laura for thank all of your you time i've yeah. loved chit chatting with you um and recording it so Well, there you have it, friends. Isn't Laura lovely? You can just tell by her voice, can't you, that she's just the sweetest, loveliest lady that there is. Um, next week, I will be getting into our modest makeover of our master bathroom. The details, what I did wrong, what things cost, and I guess how to learn from my mistakes. I don't know if I fully learned from them yet, but we'll, we'll give it a go. All right, that's it. I'll see you next week.